Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men podcast, the show helping men to open up about manhood. My name is Simon Rennie and my aim is to get men talking. From mental health to fatherhood and everything in between, Mindful Men creates a safe space for conversation. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you for joining me. It means a world for you to join me and talk about men's issues. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe and share the episode with your mates. You can also join the conversation on Instagram and YouTube, and I'd love to connect with you there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys, and welcome to episode eight of the Mindful Men podcast. My name is Simon Rinney, and I'm the man behind Mindful Men. With the university year starting over the next few weeks, I've been thinking about how grateful I am to have finished my Masters of Social Work at the end of last year. To be free from study is a great feeling because now I can look forward to using the skills, the knowledge and the ideas that I've developed in my studies in the real world. And something even better than this is that I can have my weekends and my weeknights back and spend more time with my family. In today's episode, I want to take you through how I found new purpose from study as a mature age student. I'll take you through the reason why I decided to return to study, including some of the highs and lows of study and some tips on how I survived the journey. So why did I return to study? This story actually begins way back before I started my undergraduate degree around 20 years ago. As I came to the end of high school, I knew I wanted to go to university, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had some ideas of being a sports teacher or a police officer, but these were no more than fleeting ideas. My parents did their best to help me decide, and I remember sitting down and had this really thick book containing all sorts of different degree types at university. It was huge and had outline of all the degrees from an arts degree to becoming some sort of rocket scientist. But I dare say that at least 90% of the options had an entry score well beyond whatever it was that I was dishing up after my high school exams. So after much deliberation, I came to two choices. The first was to go to art school and become some sort of artist. I loved art and it really helped me through my final few years at high school as I battled depression, anxiety and OCD. I even managed to be selected to have a piece in the year 12 art show that showcased year 12 art from schools right across South Australia. Despite my draw towards art though, I wasn't all in. Niggling in the back of my mind was whether art would lead to work. Nobody I knew was an artist. In fact, most of the people that I knew worked in a trade or services style role. Dad worked in a desk job at the council and mum was a cleaner. My idea of work in the world was pretty limited. And I knew that the big ticket jobs like being a lawyer or a doctor, they were well and truly out of my league. My future vision involved having some sort of desk job, getting married, having kids, buying a house, retiring, and then waiting out my years. 
isn't that the kind of life we're supposed to live? I couldn't see that being an artist fit in with this. So I landed on my second choice. A Bachelor of Social Sciences was in reach of my high school grades. And it even had a subject for psychology that jumped out at me like a beacon of light. As I worked through years of anxiety, depression and obsessive compulsive disorder, I had started developing this idea of wanting to help others with mental illness. So this is the path that I took. I managed to get through my first year of the social science degree with okay grades. It was nothing special, but nothing drastically bad. But come year two, and I hit a huge snag. Psychology turned from learning about Pavlov's dog theory to maths and stats. And if there is one thing that I can't stand in the world, it's maths. Suffice to say, I ended up failing that subject and my whole world crumbled down around me. The stress and anxiety that came from that subject ended up causing chaos. And I ended up dropping out of uni and having a gap year. I simply couldn't cope. I felt dumb. And no matter which angle I looked at the data, it just seemed alien to me. When I dropped out, a few people told me that I wouldn't go back because apparently that's the thing with uni. People who take a gap year don't tend to go back, but I did. And when I did, I didn't actually follow the same path that I was on. Doing maths was a no-no for me. So I left psychology behind and I started to explore other options and settled on anthropology or the study of culture. In comparison, I found this major much easier and my groove came back. There was no maths. There was no stats, just learning about culture and our identity. I was barely attending by the end of the degree, but I didn't really need to. I was getting good grades despite being at my part-time job more than at my full-time uni. And in the last year, I turned my mind to what next? So I asked myself two questions. First was, what the hell does a social scientist actually do? And the second was, who employs social scientists? If I was a bit cluey back then, I would have gone and seen a career counsellor at the uni. But I didn't even know they existed and were available to me. Suffice to say, I was a pretty naive kid. So in the days before Google, I jumped onto Yahoo and I typed in social science jobs or what jobs do social scientists do? Not much showed up back then, aside from a few graduate positions in the public service. Some jobs were in South Australia and others were in the nation's capital. The money seemed amazing, but I doubted that anyone would want to employ me for these roles. Surely you'd have to be a HD student for a graduate job. But I applied anyway, and I somehow managed to land one in Canberra. This was a huge moment in my life. I'd never lived out of home before, let alone another state. But it seemed that my years of perseverance were starting to pay off. Years of mental illness. It caused me to fail year 12, and I had to do year 13 just to get my high school certificate. I seemed to stumble through uni a little bit, including dropping out in that second year. But here I was at the end, barely attending and now being offered a job in some government department. A year later, I met my now wife who was on a similar pathway. And over the next 15 years, we would both work in various public service jobs 
And we tended to move around a bit, always chasing greener pastures. Some of the jobs I've done over the years have been dead set boring, but others have been really interesting. And some have let me travel to other parts of Australia, while others had me chained to a desk. But as the years went on and the opportunities to climb the ladder dried up, we found ourselves making the last move to the Sunshine Coast. And we did this to focus on lifestyle rather than the paycheck. And whilst it was easy for my wife to land a job up here on the Sunshine Coast, my job at the time was a two-hour trip south to Brisbane. I'd be out the door at 5am every morning, driving for an hour on the highway, then to catch a train for the rest of the way to the city. I would then be on the train back at about 3.30 in the afternoon to return home and ended up walking in the door about 12 hours after I left in the morning. This sucked. It made me exhausted both physically and mentally. And towards the end of this job, I managed to start working from home. Now in 2017, working from home in the public service was a taboo subject. You would have to go through months of approvals and ultimately rely on some manager in another state who has never met you to make a decision that could save you four hours of travel each day. It's not like a COVID world where working from home is now the norm. Nope, back then it was agony just to mention the words working from home. Anyway, it got to a point where I'd lost all passion for the job that I was in. My working from home was going to get canned because that manager from the other state, well, they thought that it was better to have bums on seats in an office two hours away. I hated the thought of getting back on that highway and I felt trapped. I felt disconnected from the Sunshine Coast because all of my life was centered around a job in an office two hours away in Brisbane and peers nationwide. I was desperate to work up here and I applied for over a hundred jobs, but unfortunately I was knocked back for every single one. And this included jobs that I was way overqualified for and even a couple that I was underqualified for. My mental health was wavering and I needed something to shine some light on me. So at the end of 2017, I started thinking about study. I wasn't getting anywhere with work or job applications. So I thought maybe my Bachelor of Social Science wasn't cutting it anymore. Maybe my 10 or so years public service experience wasn't good enough. I figured that it was time to tend to the seed that was planted in my teens, to work with people suffering from mental illness. I ended up going to the University of Sunshine Coast and actually speaking to a career counsellor. We talked about a range of different study options from another undergraduate degree and something like counselling or even occupational therapy. But I would be juggling full-time work with this, so I needed something that wouldn't take me another eight years to do part-time. So together, we found the Masters of Social Work. It would take about four years part-time, but that was doable. Two subjects per semester. Plus, social workers could work in the mental health space, and this really interests me. So I signed up and I was accepted. And at the start of 2018, I was walking onto campus after work as a mature age student. That first year was amazing, but also very hard. I started the course with a mental health subject 
and I absolutely loved it. In fact, I liked it so much that I didn't want the tutorials to end. But I also picked what would be a difficult subject, talking about grand theories like capitalism and how they shape societies. Getting back into uni was tough. I had to remember how to write academically and to reference properly, to research journals and make evidence-based arguments to support my claims. I found myself taking way too many notes in that first year, and before long, my brain would become overwhelmed with information. But I was also excited and committed to the cause, so I kept going. That first semester was like my brain woke up from a 10-year slumber. I was thinking again. I was thinking about grand issues. I was questioning my place in the world. And on many weekends, I also felt alone. I was alone in the university library whilst my wife and my one-year-old son were at home waiting for me to finish. I simply couldn't study at home, so my weekends were spent at uni. But by the end of that first year, I was back into the uni groove. It was much easier the second time around because I was more committed. Becoming a social worker was my new identity and a new purpose in my life. 2018 was interesting because I also finally landed a job on the Sunshine Coast. But despite landing the job, I kept studying because I wanted to call myself a social worker. During the second semester of that year, I nearly had a panic attack. One of my subjects was advanced social research. And in that subject, we had to get our maths and stats on. And to make matters worse, we were using the same computer program that had caused me to drop out of psychology in my undergraduate year. I was freaking out. What if I failed again? Well, that simply wasn't going to happen. The thing is, when you're a mature age student, you tend not to go to uni for the sake of it. I mean, some do, but most don't. You go because you're driven towards a new purpose. Whether it's to climb the ladder of your work or to fill a knowledge gap. Or for me, it was to pursue my dream of working in mental health. But you have added incentives to make it work. You might have a family or work commitments that also need to happen. For me, it was a one-year-old and wife at home. It was also a full-time job that I was in. Failure simply wasn't an option, so I dragged myself through that subject. And after all the anguish and uncertainty, I smashed that subject out of the ballpark. And by the end of the Masters, that advanced social research grade remained one of my highest. By the second year, I moved from fifth gear back down to fourth gear. I would like to say that I didn't try as hard, but I did. But I think the note-taking and the readings and the essays just became that little bit easier to manage. I did the same amount of note-taking, but I was getting smarter with it. I wasn't note-taking everything, just the things I needed for my assignments. Now, as all social workers will know, you have to complete two placement units. And this basically means that for three months during each placement, you're doing unpaid work in a social work role to practice your knowledge and your skill sets. Now, for the youngest students without families, mortgages, or full-time jobs, this is just like going to uni. But for many of us mature age students, 
how the hell do you manage to take three months off work for an unpaid placement? What happens if you get sick during the placement and it goes from three months to three and a half months? It's at placement time that you see mature age students start to drop out. And I've spoken to a few who simply needed to stop studying to keep up with their mortgage payments, or they needed to stop because it was taking too much toll on the family. I felt the same, but this is where my 10 years or so in a public service actually worked out. I had enough annual leave banked up to cover that first placement. And by the second placement in 2021, my long service leave had kicked in. But I was a lucky one, and I feel for those unable to access this paid leave. Now, by year three, I was starting to struggle. The shine of study had worn off. I just wanted the study to end. To complicate things, we had our second child and COVID was running rampant. I was pretty much holding on for dear life. And as I mentioned in my burnout episode, by mid-year, I did burn out. It got too much. But luckily, when I took the time off of work, I was only a couple of weeks from the end of semester. After that semester, I took six months off. And thankfully... I only had my final placement to do, which I funded through my long service leave. Whoever thought that long service leave was going on for nice holidays? Nope. Mine was finishing my master's degree. I finished 2021 with the master's degree in social work. I did it. I completed the degree whilst managing a young family and full-time work. My wife finally had her husband back. My wife finally had a husband to help with the kids and my kids had their dad back on the weekends and weeknights. Now, as I'm writing this, it's February, 2022. Students are either starting their university journey or waiting through another year. And whilst I love the notion of studying again and becoming a social worker, I don't actually miss studying. I don't miss essays or journals. I don't miss spending my weekends and my weeknights glued to a computer. It's not because I don't value my social work knowledge or developing my social work knowledge. It's because I value giving my time back to my family. I value having some free space in my head to think of the things other than essays. I value looking forward to how I'm actually going to use my social work degree and watch out mental health world, here I come. Studying as a mature age student has given me new purpose. I've come out the other side being crystal clear on what I want from life. I also now know what I don't want. I want to be an amazing social worker. I want to step out from the only career I've ever known and try something new. I want to help people more directly like boots on the ground in your face style helping. I don't want to sit at a desk and simply punch widgets around. I don't want to be seen as a KPI or someone who's replaceable. I want to be valued, to feel valued, to set goals and actually reach them. I want to start my own business and I'm doing this right now. I want to be my own boss. I want time, financial and brain freedom to work in a way that generates positivity and harnesses creativity and is fun. I no longer want a job for a job's sake. And I want a job that doesn't feel like a job. 
being a mature age student has helped me realize his ambitions. It gave me time to reflect on where I wanted to go in life. It gave me critical reflection skills. And as I reflected, I realized that the younger me should have pursued the artist route, that I shouldn't have erred on the side of caution and gone with the degree that just gave me better job prospects. Sure, my career has given me joy and I've learned a lot, but I can't help but feel unfulfilled. I can't help but feel undervalued. Had I become an artist, who knows what kind of adventures I would have had. Now it's important to pause here and note that a few very special things came from the decisions I made to do my bachelor's degree in social science. First was meeting my now wife who was on the same journey that I was. Second was having our beautiful kids and watching them grow up. And third is that without the decisions I made from jobs and moving to greener pastures, I wouldn't be here today embarking on the start of my social work career. And in a way, I feel that I've come full circle and I'm now watering the mental health seed that I planted way back in my teenage years. So in that light, my decisions have actually made me very happy. And what makes me even more happier is that through mature age study, I've been able to awaken my mind and really start pursuing my dreams. And this is an important mindset to be in for me because I want my kids to grow up pursuing their dreams. I don't want them to settle for safe, but I want them to really go for life. And if their chosen progression doesn't pay the bills, well, I'd say that their generation is more likely to stay at home until they're 50. So at the very least, my wife and I won't be getting lonely anytime soon. So, how about I give you a few tips to get through your study? The first is please get degrees. Whilst in some courses like being a doctor or a rocket scientist, it might be beneficial to get that HD every single time. In many courses, your grades don't actually matter. When it comes down to job applications, it's not just about your grades. It's about how you present yourself and how you communicate ideas. It's the vibe that you give to recruitment panels. So do yourself a favor and don't stress too much if you don't get the HD. The second tip is to map out your semesters. I started doing this in the last few semesters to help the whole family get through. I would put a piece of paper on the fridge and I'll list all the semester weeks down the side. Then I would have a column for both of my subjects and the due dates for all of my assignments. This helped everyone in the house to see when my busy periods were, like mid and end of semester. We could also mark each week off as we went, and by the end of semester, it was so nice to tick off the last few weeks. The third tip is to ensure that you're doing self-care, and I talk a bit about this in class, and most likely you're going to shrug it off. But self-care is necessary. It lifts the cloud from your mind during stressful periods. It also helps prevent things like burnout, trust me. The final tip is to tailor your efforts towards your assignments. I started my master's degree writing everything and anything, but I didn't need to. By the end, I was identifying which topics were going to contribute to my essays and focusing my efforts there. 
It's not to say that you won't take notes because you will, but it means that you can go 25% effort on the week about cats and 125% effort on the weeks about dogs because your essay is going to be about dogs. Well, that's it for me today. If you're thinking about changing your life path with some study, I hope you found this episode useful. One of the things I take from this episode is that you can change your life's path at any stage. You can find new purpose and pursue your dreams. You don't need to settle with a job for a job's sake. Study can certainly help, or even changing workplaces if you can't study. Volunteering offers another way that you can also try before you buy. Whatever it is, life is too short to get stuck doing something that doesn't fulfill you. And for all the students out there embarking on a new course, good luck. For all those white knuckling it through another year, keep going. And for those at the end, dragging yourselves to that finish line, you've almost made it. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Simon Rennie, and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode, and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.